KMTT, Kimitzion, Tetzei Torah, Udvar Hashem, Yerushalayim. www.kimitzion.org Having a new week. Today is Monday. As on every Monday, today's shiur will be the shiur in the mitzvah HaShavuit, the weekly mitzvah, Harav Binyamin Tavori. This Shabbat, we read Parashat Tazriya Metzara, which deals a great deal with the laws of Tum'ah. It begins, of course, with Tum'at Yoledet, the Tum'ah caused by birth of a child, and the Kohen intervenes and Paskins explains the laws of Tara and Tum'ah to a Metzara as well, which is found in our Parsha. The mitzvah of Tumah and Tara are basically found in our Parsha in connection with Yoledes and in connection with Metzorah. Of course, the most extreme case of Tumah that we have in Halacha is Tumas Meis, which is found in Parshas Chukas. The laws of one who becomes in who comes in contact with a dead person is those laws are found in Parashas Chukas. What we'd like to analyze today, are there mitzvahs involved in these laws? Now, there are many laws of the Torah that we have to follow, but they're not necessarily counted as mitzvahs. Here, the issue of all the various tumos could be put under no heading in mitzvahs, one heading, or perhaps many different headings. The Rambam in Sefer HaMitzvos deals with the laws of Tumantara, and he has, from the beginning of Mitzvah Tzadivav, that's the 96th Mitzvah of Mitzvos Asay, where there he discusses Nogea Benevela, that was in last week's parsha. someone who touches a Nevela is Tameh, and then the Rambam goes on through Mitzvos of Tumah, until he reaches the laws of Mitzorah, and he goes all the way until the mitzvah Kuf Yud Gimel. Kuf Yud Gimel, from Tzadivav to Kuf Yud Gimel, from 96 to 113, the Rambam has all these mitzvahs which basically deal with Tumantara. The mitzvah Kuf Yud Gimel is the mitzvah of how to escape from the Tumas Meis, namely the mitzvah of Paraduma. But all these other laws apply to the Dine Tuma in general. So the Rambam did count them as mitzvahs, but the Ramban, in his comments on the Sefer HaMitzvahs, Mitzvah Tzadivav, in the very beginning, where the Rambam begins to discuss the laws of Tuma of Tumas Nevela, the, the, the Ramban on the spot disagrees. With despite all the length of the Rambam's introduction, that he explained the various types of Tumah, I, so I saw no reason to enumerate the laws of purity and impurity, the laws of Tumah, which the Rambam, I said, has from Tzadivav, certainly through Kufches and perhaps even further till Kufyad Gimel, the Rambam, the Ramban says, I see no reason to count them b- 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 b
These are all optional laws. They have no chiyuv at all. There is no mitzvah involved. They are laws of the Torah. Now, the Rambam did count them as mitzvahs. And one could perhaps suggest that the Rambam, in theory, might agree with the Ramban. He might also agree that this is not a mitzvah the way we normally would count mitzvahs. The way we would say, for example, there's a mitzvah to have children, the mitzvah puravu, or the mitzvah to put on tefillin, or to wear tzitzis, or whatever mitzvah you could take. That is an absolute obligation. In fact, there are certain obligations that we're obligated to do under all conditions, under all times. Those, by the way, are only 60 mitzvahs. The Ram calls them mitzvahs echrechios, the mitzvahs that must be done. But in terms of mitzvahs that apply, there are certain mitzvahs that a person should do under Abnormal circumstances, some, most, the 60 that I said under normal circumstances, but there's something that a person is required to do. However, the Rambam has counted mitzvahs that don't seem to be an obligation to fulfill the mitzvah. Rather, it's what we would consider a din, a law that when you do things, you have to do them in a proper way. But there's not an obligation to do these things in the first place. A classic example would be the Rambam counts the laws of Shomrim. A Shomer, is a, the different types of Shomrim will not be analyzed now, but basically there's a law that if I borrow something, I'm a Shoel, and I have to return it. And there's certain laws that apply to a Shoel, if he loses it, or if it was lost by accident, then a Shoel would have to pay. In one case, a Shoel is Pater. This does not seem to be a mitzvah that a person should go out and be a Shoel. If I would come over to you and ask you to borrow your pen and return the pen to you, so I I, I actually fulfilled the mitzvah, this would be somewhat similar to wearing tefillin, to putting putting on tzitzis. Obviously, the laws of Shomim are that if a person is involved in this particular circumstances, this is the way it should be done. But it doesn't seem to be a mitzvah in the way we classically understand the mitzvah. It would not seem at all likely that a person about to do uh, the about to lend or borrow something would even think of making a bracha. There's no obligation to do it. There's if you do it, there's a way to do it. As opposed to kedushin, for example, that according to the Rambam, there's a mitzvah to get married, and therefore, since it's a mitzvah to get married, according to the Rambam, you would make a bracha before you do this mitzvah, similarly to the way you make a bracha before you put on tefillin, before you put, before you put on tzitzis. There are cases in the Rambam where the these uh, this idea of of a something to be done correctly rather than be an obligation it would be questionable. Exactly how did the Rambam visualize a particular mitzvah? I always thought about the mitzvah, the Ramam counts in the mitzvahs, one of the mitzvahs is to write a get. Certainly it doesn't mean that a person should divorce his wife to fulfill a mitzvah. It comes out of Yom Kippur, a person's looking for an extra mitzvah to do. So, ah, I have this mitzvah, I'll go divorce my wife. Certainly that's not what the Ramam means. There might be a case when there is a real obligation. If Chas Shalom, a woman committed adultery, so it could be in that case there's really a mitzvah to be Megarish the wife. But generally... The idea of being megarish, someone means, if the circumstances are such that this is what's going to happen, this is the way to do it. So therefore, the Rambam really could have looked at all the laws of, of Tumah in a similar vein. Not that they're a real mitzvah to do, but 
if you do them, if you're involved in them, so you would have a uh, a pattern, a blueprint of how to do these mitzvahs. The Rambam says in Hilchos Hilchos uh, Tumas Ochlim that there is really no obligation on a person to be tahor at all. The Rambam says near the end of Hilchos Tumas Ochlim, the very last parak in Parak Tazayin Halachaches. The Rambam says, "Kol akasut b'Torah b'Divrei Kabbalah mihilchas atumos v'ataros ain't no eloging in Mikdash v'Kadasha v'Trumos v'Mashasheni bilvad." All the laws of Tuma and Tara really only apply to the Beis Hamikdash or to eating food which must be eaten b'Kedusha, as for example, kachim uh, or Trumos v'Mashas. Hachulim ain't b'am Easter klal. There's no idea of being tahar. There's no ritual obligation of being tar. A person can eat food, which is tame, you're allowed to drink food, with, with liquids which are tame. The Torah just said, by kachim, there's a lot of eating kachim b'kdusha, b'tara. The Rambam does, of course, has uh, one exception to the rule, in Perek Tezayim, there Halacha Yud, the Rambam says, "Call Yisrael Musarim liyastorim b'choregel." On Yom Tov, there it's, the situation is different. On Yom Tov, all Jews are required to be tar b'choregel. And what is the reason for that? That, according to the Rambam, is because they have to be prepared to enter the Mikdash. They have to eat kachim. And therefore, what the Torah said, it was in actually last week's parsha, b'nivlasam lo sigo, the, the Rambam interpreted, for those people that want to delve into this further, you can look up the Medrash Halacha, where another opinion might be cited. But according to the Rambam, the, he interprets b'nivlasam lo sigo, that you're not allowed to be involved with a nevela, to touch a nevela. That Halacha applies to regal bovat. According on yeah, there is an iser. V'nitma ain't aloka. The Rambam says, interestingly enough, that if a person did become Tameh, and Unyamtav he's Tameh, so he did an Aveira, but ain't no Why would he not be Loka? If the Easter is to become Tameh, so it would seem logical that he should get Malkos. And I said you could check the Sifri, check the Medrash Halacha to discuss a possibility that he should get Malkos. The Rambam obviously thought that there's no Easter per se to be Tameh. The same way that the whole year there's no mitzvah of Tumantara, even in Regal, there's not a mitzvah per se of Tumavatara. What is there? There is a law that a person has to be prepared to enter the world of Kachim. He has to go Aliyah Regal to be prepared to eat Kachim in Yerushalayim, in order to do that, the prerequisite would be that he would be tar. So, therefore, a person who become Tameh, in effect, is mevatel a mitzvah It's not so much that he performed an Aveira of Allah. He did not actually transgress a negative prohibition. What he did is, he violated the possibility of entering the world of the Mikdash. And for that, it would seem to be a lav shein It would seem to be an isur or a bitol asay that he did not fulfill the mitzvah of achilas kachim b'kedusha of tara. He would 
not be able to fulfill the mitzvahs of Regel. And uh, interestingly enough, when we say in the Bracha Achrona, we make a Bracha Achrona, we say, so the words of the Bracha Achrona seem to think that we pray to HaKadosh Baruch Hu to take us to the Beis HaMikdash, make us rejoice in the rebuilding of the Beis HaMikdash, and we should eat the fruit we should be satiated with the goodness. We should make a bracha b'kdushavatara. So a few things seem strange about this tefillah. One, the very fact that we ask to go into Eretz Yisrael, to go to Yerushalayim, in order to eat the fruit. It seems to be almost a cynical comment. The Gemara in Sota mentions, in connection with Moshe Rabbeinu, who was so anxious to enter Eretz Yisrael, the Gemara asks, why was Moshe so anxious to enter Eretz Yisrael? Does Moshe want to eat the fruit? I always felt this question was rather ironic. We're referring to a situation where a person had been in the Midbar for 40 years. A person had eaten true man for 40 years, and the food was lechem uh, abirim, was the special food that they ate in the Midbar, but nevertheless, the people had not had fresh fruit for 40 years. And comes to a situation where Moshe is about to enter Israel, and the, the Gemara seems to make light of the fact, Ma, what did Moshe have anyone to come for? Moshe wanted to eat the fruit of Israel. And the, uh, the Tefillah then would say, Would it really be true that we asked that Kaddish Baruch Hu to enter Israel to, to, in order to eat, to eat the fruit of, fruits of Israel? That's one question. But the other question is, we say that you make a bracha on Avarecha, Allah, We say we should make the bracha both with sanctity, with Kedusha, and with purity, with Tara. What bracha is made with Kedusha or Tara? It's true that in Yom Kippur we have the phrase that Kohen comes into and he says, Bikdusha Vatara. But we're talking about making a bracha on food. Where is the idea of any Bikdusha Vatara? The Ramam just we saw, the Ram says, you don't have to live in the world of Tara. Only for Kachim you have to live in the world of Tara. So the Biskirav explained that is really what the the Tfila, the Bracha that we make in Bracha Chrona, that's really what it means. It means Vaalenu Lesocha, bring us into Eretz Yisrael, Venocha Mipriya, we should eat the fruit of Eretz Yisrael, not the fruit where to have good apples, oranges, cherries, etc. The idea is to eat the fruit of Eretz Yisrael, namely Tit Maishashayni. To eat food that has to be eaten of Tara. The prayer is not just to have some delicacies that we didn't have in Chutzlaretz. The prayer is indeed that there are certain things that require Kedusha Tara. And when we say Allah we, we emphasize the point that we're referring to Maishashayni, we're referring to things that have to be eaten of Tara. And then the Rambam continues very succinctly, Avo Hashana these laws of Kedusha of Tara, specifically for our purposes of Tara, only apply B'regel. But Hashana, the rest of the year, there's no such mitzvah. There's the mitzvah of, of being tar or not becoming Tame, according to the Ramam, there's a basically dinim. The Sefer Achinuch, of course, in general, follows the lead of the Rambam, and the Sefer Achinuch has also a list 
of mitzvahs to do with Tumah and Tahara. The Sefer sef HaChinuch in mitzvah, mitzvahs I say, Tzadivav, in mitzvahs I'm sorry, Kufnantes, the, the Chinuch says the mitzvah of Tumas Ochlim, and he counts, he's going to count many mitzvahs to do with Tumas, similarly to the Rambam, uh, the next mitzvah would be the uh, laws of Tumas Nevela, and the, Ram, and the Chinuch su- summarizes at the end by saying that this is Noheges Bechol Mokem Bechol Zman, these laws of Tumas Ochlim, of having food becoming eating food in purity or pure food, the Chinuch the says it, it applies at all time. Aksha b'chutz la'aretz she'ein l'anu b'avonoseinu mikdash v'kadshim dini atumas b'teilim etzleinu. These laws don't apply today. And then the Ramban is quoted by the Chinuch. It says, Kasavti b'mitzvah kodemes das Ramban. I quoted the Ramban, and I said, I showed how the Ramban thought there is no mitzvah, it, at all in Tumah, and although the, the Chinuch compliments the Ramban, and he says, Kosavtan nochel nedvarav, he seems very correct in what he's doing, and it seems logical uh, that the opinion is according to the Ramban, but he said, I'm not going to write all his arguments, and I will still count it like the Rambam. I still count all the mitzvahs of Tumah as individual mitzvahs. But I said, as I said before, these are probably to be considered dinim rather than mitzvahs. But there seems to be one more exception. And that is really the basic mitzvah of mitzvah. In Hilchos Tumas Mitzvah, Hilchos Tumas Tzaras, the laws of leprosy, the Rambam seems to say that in this case there is a specific mitzvah. And we'll find it in a few places. In Sefer HaMitzvahs, at the end of Shoresh Zion, the Rambam there in Shoresh Zion has explains his theory that we don't count details of mitzvahs. A mitzvah is a general uh, comment, a general statement, but dikduke mitzvah, details of mitzvahs, are not counted individually. And then he goes on to say many examples. One of the examples, he says, is there are people who count the mitzvah of Tzaras as 11 mitzvahs. There, there are people who enumerated mitzvahs, they counted the mitzvah of Tzaras as 11 individual mitzvahs. mitzvahs. They were unaware that it's really one mitzvah. But there is one mitzvah. So what is the mitzvah? According to the, the Rambam here in, in Sefer HaMitzvahs, he says the mitzvah is, Shehovah lanu shetzora sa'adam yitamenu v'yashuv tamei v'yischayiv lo mash yischayiv latmeim me'archeik me'amikdash v'kachim. It seems to be that the law is lahoros. The law is to perhaps teach or perhaps Paskin. And he says, this is based on the concept Lahavdil ben Atame Lutar, or the phrase that's found in our parasha, Litaro Ulatamo. And he quotes the Safra. Litaro Ulatamo means to declare him pure or to declare him impure. 
And the Rambam says, Kishem she mitzvah litaro, kach mitzvah litamo. Apparently, there's a mitzvah to paskin the question in case, and this mitzvah of paskining is apparently a real obligation, is a real mitzvah. The mitzvah applies apparently to the Kohen. And the Rambam says clearly, Ha mitzvah omnam shiyomar tameo tahar. The mitzvah is for him to declare the person tameo tahar. So, the, all the details of Mitzvah, the different types of Mitzvah, the Ram said that's, those are not individual Mitzvahs. They're one Mitzvah called Mitzvah. But what is the Mitzvah of Mitzvah? Not on the person to be Tar or Tameh, but the person is, the Mitzvah apparently is in the Kohen to Paskin the question of, of Tumah for the, for the, uh, suspected Mitzvah. The, uh, Rambam, again, will say the individual laws of Mitzvah. And that's what I said before, the, uh, somehow still counted as, as uh, included in the mitzvahs that I said before in Tilkuf Yud Gimel, where the Ram gives the mitzvah of how to become tar, of uh, the, the proper cutting of the hair that's required by the, the Nazir, or the fact that he should be isolated and all these laws, the Ram will count as individual laws. But it seems to me that there's a mitzvah, a real chiyuv, on the Kohen, under these conditions, to pass in the question. And we see this again in the Rambam, in Hilchas Tumas Tzaras. In the laws of Tzaras itself, the Rambam has paskined in the, in the Koteret, in the introduction to the laws of Tumas Saras, the Rambam says the, there are eight mitzvahs, and the first mitzvah, Lahoros Pitzaras Adam Kedina Akasapatara. To apparently to paskin the question is itself a mitzvah say. And it would seem that the mitzvah would apply to the Kohen. The Chinuch, as we said before, generally follows the opinion of the Rambam. And he quotes the mitzvah of of uh, Tumas Matzoras, and he says the laws of the Matzorah seem to be that in Mitzvah Kuf Ayin Aleph, the Chinuch says Hanhogas Matzorah Bekriya Befrima Vachometamayadam. The behavior of the Matzorah in regards to the laws of tearing begadim and other tumas. And he says, he quotes, parsha, that the, the Mitzorah should obey the laws that are written in the, in the Torah. And then he says, This would apply in all times where we have a Kohen who can pass him. Then you can inf- impose the laws of Tara and Tumah when you have a Kohen who knows the laws and who can do it. The, then the Ramam says, If a person did not do it, so it's considered a bitul ase. 
And you see that in a number of places, the Chinuch seems to say that there's a bitl assay in not doing the mitzvah, in not doing the mitzvah of the way the halacha told him. So, in for example, in our laws of Tumas Metzora, in Mitzvah Kuf Samechtes, the Metzora says, "Call me shenitztare v'lo esnaig al pitor aksiv v'tora el mikre v'lo chash lavo al akoyin Anyone who seems to have some sort of tzoras, some sort of leprosy, and he said, well, I'm not going to ask a Kohen about it. According to the, to the Chinuch, it's bital asay. So the asay, apparently, according to the Chinuch, applies to the person himself. Theoretically, a person could say that there are two separate mitzvahs. There's one mitzvah on the Kohen to pask in the Shaila, as we saw in the Rambam, and there's another that the Jew himself, the person in question, should go to the Kohen and ask the Shaila. It seems the Rambam went in one direction, whereas the Chinuch went in another direction, and therefore we might have, in fact, three different opinions. The Rambam would say there's no mitzvah at all, these are just laws that apply, whereas according to the Rambam it might be a chi of a mitzvah on the Kohen to Paskin, whereas according to the Chinuch it might be a mitzvah on the person himself to ask a Shaila. There could be yet a third possibility. When the Torah says, again in our parsha, that when a person says, Negatzaras, it says there, Vuhuvala Kohen. He is brought to the Kohen. Who brings him? Vuhuvala Arana Kohen. Ibn Ezra says on the Pasuk, in Pshat and Chumash, Vuhuvala Arana Kohen, that he should be brought apparently by Knesset Yisrael. Apparently it's an obligation, according to, the, according to Ibn Ezra, on the community. People who see such a manifestation of tzaras in a certain person should therefore bring this person to the Kohen, who therefore should paskin tar or tameh. So really, we've seen that there are three obligations which could be counted as a mitzvah. It could be there's a mitzvah on the Kohen to pask in the Shaila. It could be a mitzvah on the person himself involved in the suspected mitzvah to go to the Kohen. Or it could be a mitzvah on Klai Yisrael to see to it that this mitzvah or this uh, law of mitzvah is done properly. So we've seen that the Ramban thinks there's no law at all. Uh, there's no mitzvah of tzaras, it's only dinim. Whereas the Rambam says clearly that there's a mitzvah involved Although basically the laws of Tara and Tumah have no mitzvah involved, the laws of Mitzvah do have a, a mitzvah involved, and we saw the Chinuch agreed, but perhaps changed the emphasis of the halacha from a, applying to the Kohen to applying to the Israel, whereas according to Ben Ezra, the mitzvah could apply to everybody. When I said before that there is no mitzvah of becoming Tar, this mitzvah of at all of Benivlasam Losigo or the Isur of becoming Tameh, we said according to the Rambam only applies on on the regalim when a person has to comes into contact with Mikdash. Of course the issue that could be raised is what about on Yom Kippur? The Torah says Lifne Hashem Titaru. In the metaphysical sense of Tara 
from Averos, we would certainly understand. Lios Tar means here to do tshuva in order for a person to attain Kapara and Tara on Yom Kippur. But what about actually becoming Tar in the it is also a, really a metaphysical state, but in the halachic concept of Tuma and Tara, would there be a, an issue of going to Mikveh of Yom Kippur? We know that the general custom, the popular custom, of course, is to go to Mikveh of Yom Kippur. And, in fact, the Rush in Yuma quotes opinions that you would make a bracha when you go to the Mikveh of Yom Kippur. It seems that he would think it's a real din or a minig to go to Mikveh before Yom Kippur. I'd just like to conclude by quoting the Rambam in Hilchos Shvisa Sa'asar. And the Rambam in the laws of Yom Kippur says, If a person had a seminal emanation on Yom Kippur. So the Rambam says, We say, according to the Rambam, that it's forbidden to go to the Mikveh Yom Kippur. When you keep her washing the body is also to wash the entire body is certainly not according to the Rambam it might be called somehow midivrei it's not, not clear exactly what the nature of the Isser is but nevertheless the Rambam says also or then the Rambam goes on to say because the tefillah today won't really accomplish anything. Because since we're all in the status of being tamimes, we have all been ritually impure through contact with dead bodies. So therefore there's no real halacha of becoming Torah Yom Kippur. Today it's a minig that a person who had a similar emanation should go to to mikveh. That minig cannot be mevatel davar haaser. It can since it's forbidden to go to the mikveh on Yom Kippur, so you would not be allowed to go bizman because it's not effective. So the Rambam says. Today, we don't have Tvilas Ezra. Today, we don't have the custom of going to Mikvah every time. So, therefore, we would not go to Mikvah Yom Kippur. It's interesting that certain Hasidic groups have decided against the Psak of the Shulchan Aruch, against the Psak of the Rambam, that they thought today a person could go to Mikvah on Yom Kippur. They felt that the purpose of going to Mikvah on Yom Kippur is to be spiritually elevated. And therefore, perhaps they understood this is not considered Rechitza Shaltanuk. This is not considered something that a person does for the pleasure of taking, uh, of washing. It's Yom Kippur, the Isra of Rechitza is connected to Inuyim. It's connected to a, a type of affliction. And since there is no physical enjoyment of the mikvah on Yom Kippur for the person who goes in order to become Tar, there were certain Hasidic sects who felt that it was Mutter, and based on Kabbalistic reasons, they really thought that a person should become, to, uh, could go to Mikvah and Yom Kippur. We have seen that the basic laws of Tum and Tara under normal circumstances are not obligations upon people to do. A person could become Tomei and could stay in a state of Tumah. The Chinuch has a discussion which we won't read for the sake of time that it's true, while all this is true, there's no doubt that yet we should try to aspire 
to reach levels of Tumah, of Tara, to escape from the laws of Tumah, even though there's no specific obligation to do, it's definitely spiritually rewarding and elevating for a person to, to try to live in a state of Tara, to live in a state of purity.